Are you happy with your presentations, the one you do in your business, whether that's to your clients, potentially new clients, to your team, to your management, to investors? Well, I'm going to share with you on this episode five tips that will transform the way you deliver your business presentations so you can move on on that journey from being what might be a new or even an okay or average presenter, whatever that is, wherever you are on that journey, to being that standout presenter. So be prepared for five top tips that could be transformational for your presentations. Welcome, everybody. This is the Better Presentations, More Sales podcast. My name is Trevor Lee, and this is episode number 294. So if you're a regular listener, thank you very much for joining the show on a, on a regular basis. And if you haven't left a review yet for it or a rating on the platform that you'd listen to it, then please do so because that is great for the show and it helps other potential listeners find it. If you're new to the show, welcome. Um, please do uh, enjoy the show. And again, uh, what I would suggest is that you work backwards. So uh, one or two people say, oh, I start at number one, Trevor. And that, that was almost six years ago. So, <laughs> so don't do that. So on today's show, I'm going to share with you five tips to transform the way you deliver your business presentations. The five tips are the ones that I shared in last week's online 25-minute action-packed webinar. Um, simply called Five Tips to Transform Your Business Presentation. So I thought I'd share with those of you who weren't able to make the webinar, I thought it'd be great for you to pick them up from this podcast. So that is what we're going to do. And talking of my uh, online webinars, they're all free and I've been doing them throughout January and February. There's just one more to go. So if you are listening to this on Monday, February the 12th, you've still got time to book on for the final one, which is on Tuesday, February the 13th. And it's five quick sales wins. And it's targeted at businesses who might not have big sales teams or individuals, small businesses where you might be responsible for sales, but you don't think of yourself as a salesperson. So five quick sales wins, 25 minutes. And there are two options uh, on timings, 9.30 a.m. GMT. 4.30 p.m. GMT. And there's links in the show notes, or you can go to trevorjlee.com, click on the webinar uh, link at the top, and you'll find how to book your free seat. So please do share that with colleagues. Right, let's get on. Now, the first three of these tips come from guests who've been on this podcast over the last 18 months or so. And then the last two are the ones that I find when I'm working with people on presentations are the ones that occur most and if only people would uh, implement those last two, it would make such a big difference. All of them are going to make a big difference. You, you know, and if you implement all five, wow, you're going to be flying when you deliver your presentations. Right, number one comes from Jacqueline Farrington. Now, Jacqueline was on the show earlier this year, so only a few weeks ago. And Jacqueline talked about an engaging start. And this is really important when you're delivering a presentation because your audience are sitting there thinking, right, give me a reason to listen to the rest of your presentation. Now, if you start by rambling or drum banging or you know just going on about how great you are or even putting a slide up that looks like an agenda, that is not going to be very engaging. So as Jacqueline said, what you need to do is maybe start with a short story or an anecdote or a headline statement or a big stat, something that really grabs the attention of the audience. And then you can, you know, you've got their attention, you've got their engagement, you can then deliver the rest of your presentation. Right, tip number two comes from John Henney. Now, John was on the podcast in 2023, and John works with, teaches people how to sing. 
but he also works with speakers. And John's John's message, which is tip number two, is find your best voice. Because very often when we're, when we're presenting, we forget how important our voice is and how versatile it is. So you can uh, speed things up. You can slow things down. You can have volume if you really need it. Or you can have emphasis on a key point you want to make. And of course, you can use your voice for timing purposes as well. So whether you're delivering virtually or in person, your voice is a powerful tool that very often we forget about how to use. And it can be great when you've got humour involved. um, And also, of course, as John would say, don't forget how important the pause is. Because a pause could be a couple of seconds as it was then, and it will emphasize that you've said something really important. It gives your audience a chance to take it in. It gives you a chance to just regather your thoughts because you might you might be going a bit too quick. Okay. It's very often the case. And of course we're talking about here about projection with our voice. We're not talking about shouting. <laughs> if you have to shout, then you need a microphone. And by the way, if you do go and speak at an event and there are people, you know, there's more than one or two or six people in the audience and they say, do you want a microphone? You say, and don't, please don't say like most people do. Oh, no, no, it's fine. My voice will be fine. I can carry, you know. Most of the people who say that, they do need that microphone. They start off and people go, I can't hear you, I can't hear you. <laughs> and then they realise their voice is not quite as powerful as they actually thought it was. And as I've mentioned probably before on these podcasts, I certainly mentioned them in the webinars, make sure you've got a little glass of water to hand as well because that will help you just in case you, you know, you're using your voice and it starts to feel a bit dry on you, you can just stop, have a natural pause, a little sip of water, and away you go. Right, t- tip. <laughs> tip number three comes from Donna Griffith. Now, Donna was on the podcast, uh, I think, again, in 2023, uh, early in 2023. And Donna specialises in helping people put presentations together for corporate corporate investors. So people who are going to invest big bucks in organisations, they you know they need a big presentation delivering to them. So Donna's key message when she came on the podcast was when you're doing that, and it applies to all audiences. So you may not be delivering a presentation to a big corporate investor. You may be delivering it to a few people you know uh, who are potentially going to be a new client. But the key that Donna makes, the point that she makes, is know your audience. So find out who you're presenting to. What do they want from you? That sort of thing, you know, and it's very easy to do, but sometimes we overlook it. So we can, you know, you don't have to, you know, don't expect the uh, the event organiser or the client potentially to send you a list of anything other than names, because then you can go on LinkedIn, go on the client website, you can find out these people. It's worth doing the research, because then when you turn up, you've got something to talk about. You've noticed that somebody, you know, is involved in a particular sport. You can then, when you meet them, you can mention that and you've made a connection. It's so important. But Donna also said, you know, there are three other things that, you know, really will help you connect with your audience and also encourage them to think this is a great idea working with you on the back of your presentation. Number and that the first one of those three is your credibility. So one of the things I always say to people is if you do if you, you know, go to an event or you deliver a presentation to a group of people, whatever it might be, one of the things that they're likely to do either before or after or even both is look you up. So look up your company, which is your website. Look up you, which is probably LinkedIn. So just check what they will find and see whether it matches the credibility that you would like to think you're offering through your presentation. The second thing Donna talks about was your likability. 
because at the end of the day, you know, if we're we're working with someone, investing in them, we want to think that we can enjoy that experience. So if you come across as the person that's likable, okay, um, then that's going to help you get that nod on the back of your presentation. And the third thing she mentioned is about momentum that you create. Because if your presentation has got momentum, and you know, and it's efficient and it flows, then that gives a great perception back that if I work with you and I hire you in, that's the that's the way we're going to operate. If it's slow and lethargic and it's frankly a bit boring and there's no real pace to it, then that's going to make me think, oh God, this is going to be hard work. It's going to be too slow and everything else. So you might be brilliant at what you do, but if it doesn't reflect that in your presentation, that's going to be an issue. So those are the three from our guests. Now, the two I mentioned, the two tips, the two things that you can do, which will transform your presentations, which everybody often you know, talks about, and I see it all the time. And time is the one. Time is number four. You need to find time. And I see, I hear so many people saying, oh, Trevor, I just haven't got time to do all that preparation, all that practice you're talking about. And I simply say to them, well, in that case, why are you bothering to do the presentation in the first place? It can't be that important. So if it's important, then find the time. Don't get distracted by something that is actually a bad use of your time compared with using your time to create, you know, do that intensive preparation, do that serious practice. And then there's time at the other end. And that's what I mean by that is that's the day of the delivery of your presentation, whether you're delivering in person or virtually. So arrive early. You know, take you know, create time to get out your house or wherever you're traveling from or whatever it might be and make sure you get there. If you're delivering virtually, get it, you know, get it lined up 20 minutes before the off. Because if you arrive in person early, you can check the setup. You can check everything is as you th- as you've been told it's going to be, you can check the seating position. The number of times I've arrived to do a presentation um, in a room or something like that, and the seats have been too close to where I am. I want a bit of space. So I move them around. I create my own space. And you need to do that as well. It makes such a difference. And of course, by arriving early, you've got a chance to meet and greet people. And then you can say, oh, great, Trevor. Great. I read, I read on your LinkedIn profile that you, uh, you're a bit of a runner. So uh, have you got anything lined up at the moment? And you're building rapport, you build a connection already with someone that 15 seconds ago you'd never even met. So that's really worth doing. And of course, if you're delivering virtually, open it up early. When I do my webinars, I open up 20 minutes before the off. Okay, and then I allow people to just come in. I don't put them in a holding area. I allow them to come straight in. And then as they arrive, the first person that arrives, I go through and I say to them, Uh, I might not go live with them. I I might unmute them. It depends how many people are going to be there ultimately. But I'll get them in the chat at least to tell me that they can hear and see what I'm hoping they can hear and see. So I know then that everything's working well. And then, of course, I've got a chance to do some meeting and greeting with them as they all pop in. So I'll say, ah, hello, Fiona, or welcome, Charles. You know, good to see you. Thanks very much for coming along. Do you want to put in the chat a little bit about yourself? If you let everybody in all at the same time, they can't do that. And, and they're kind of hanging around in that waiting room. So get them in, get them and talk to them. And uh, you've made that meet and greet. So there we go. So let's just recap on those first four. You've got to have that engaging start. You've got to find your best voice. You've got to know your audience and you need to find the time so you can particularly get the preparation and practice. So what's number five? Any guesses? <laughs> it's probably the thing that is most associated when we talk about presentations. Come on, you know what this is. You you can guess, won't, can't you? Come on, you know I'm going to be talking about slides. 
<laughs> so whether you're using PowerPoint or Keynote or Prezi, whatever you might be using, slides. Virtually everybody uses them in every presentation. And frankly, from what I see, most people don't use them very well. And therefore, you are in danger of inflicting that glorious death by PowerPoint on your audience. <laughs> ah, we don't want that, do we? In fact, you might have inflicted on yourself sometimes when you're presenting as well. So how are we going to how are we going to avoid that? Well, here's the little challenge. Think of your slides as a prompt, not a script. And if you start from that point of view, that makes a huge difference. So keep the words off the slides. In the webinar, I shared a couple of slides which were, you know, genuine presentation slides, hugely word heavy or complex diagrams. Because if you're presenting and you're doing, you know, in person and you have to say, you know, that famous phrase, can you all see this? <laughs> if you have to even consider asking that, you've got a problem. And one of the biggest reasons that occurs is uh, people put together very complex, present, uh, very intensive slides with lots of words on. They turn up to an event. The screen's not very big. It's certainly not big enough for the audience. And then no one can see the words. And then you start reading the words to them. Oh, for goodness sake, don't do that. So let's get the words off the slide. So here's a challenge. Start with one word and then work through if you need one or two more. Use powerful images. Use white space. Okay. And, of course, my big bugbear is the marketing template where you put all your logos on every slide. You'll be amazed how much space that takes up. You measure it. I reckon it'll be 20 to 25% of your slide space. And if you just use one word on a slide for impact or a great powerful image on its own, and then you've got all your blinking logos on there, it ruins the effect. So get rid of them. You don't need them. And this is where if you're in the kind of corporate or semi-corporate or biggish business sector and you've got a marketing person or team even who are putting together these presentations for you, you've got to have a serious sit down and chat with those guys. And say, look, we don't need all these logos on every page. It's just, you know, it's just created. It's, it's affecting the impact of my slides. And, of course, use transitions as well. So when you press the clicker, it just doesn't jump in, okay? There's a nice smooth one or a swap or a, re or a refresh one or a fade in one. All right? You don't want to go crazy on the transitions, but it just adds to that. And the audience may not even notice it because it just flows, Okay? But they will notice it if there aren't any transitions and it just goes boom, 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 you know, and each one drops in suddenly. And then the final tip that I shared during the uh, webinars uh, when we're talking about slides, if you incorporate a video into your slide, don't make it too long. All right. And please avoid, if you can, starting your presentation with a video because I don't think that's great because you tend to stand back from the screen, and let people watch it. So you're already saying the screen is more important than you. And it's not. You are the most important part of your presentation, not your screen. You're delivering the words. You're providing the inspiration, the motivation, the screen. What's on that is your prompt. So don't use the corporate video. It might look very nice and pretty and jolly on your website, but putting it in front of an audience for a minute and a half or two minutes could be quite dull, actually, and you won't then get an engaging start. Don't use it in the middle either because then you'll lose people. So if you're going to use a video, 30 seconds, tops, got to be relevant, okay? Don't just put it in because it's funny, like a lot of people did originally when PowerPoint came along. And check the audio as well. Check the audio system because I've been to many presentations, I'm sure you have, where people have said, oh, I just want to show you this short video, and then the audio is either non-existent or terrible because they haven't checked it. Right, so that's the bit about 
death by PowerPoint and slides. So that's number five. Now, I'm not going to do it on the podcast, but during the webinars, I then run a little competition to win a copy of my book, Seven Steps to Successful Presentations. And I simply asked at that stage, how many slides have I used so far? And uh, over two sessions, uh, what one person said five. <laughs> and I think the top answer was 45. And then the rest were usually in the teens or the 20s. So there's always someone going to either extreme. And the answer was 61. So no one really got very close. Okay. And they were all amazed. They always are by the fact when I say, well, it's 61 slides. I've used 61 slides in 25 minutes. And they go, I can't believe that. I can't believe that. And I say, well, that proves the point that it's not the number of slides that will inflict death by a PowerPoint. It is what you put on those slides. And most of my slides hardly got any words on, mainly images. And sometimes I'm just flicking through them, you know, quite quickly within a few seconds. So there we go, folks. There's five top tips to transform your business presentations. Now, if you've got a presentation or a pitch coming up that's really important and you just want a third party to oversee it, to, you know, spend a little bit of time going through it with you, to challenge you to do it better, then I could be that person for you. So uh, go to my website, trevorjlee.com, and on there you can find out more details about how to do that. It's not going to be a huge amount, okay? The fee is £87 plus uh, UK VAT for a 50-minute session, okay? What a bargain! Just imagine, you know, if you win that pitch or presentation, how much is that it's worth to you? So if you go on my website, you'll find links to uh, book all those sort of things in. Um, and if you're not sure you need this on the front page of the website, there are lots of links to 15-minute sessions with me, and you can get them in the show notes as well. And you can just book that, and then we'll have a little chat for free, 15 minutes of maximum or whatever, and you can then decide whether you want to go ahead with the one-to-one coaching session. So thanks very much for listening. See you next time.